Hello, friends, and welcome to the dimension of our Midnight Cake, a weekly transmission from the nexus of realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches, Lumberdor, and Doug. Now, unfortunately, not all of us were able to get to the theater to experience Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so strap in for the world's fastest Indian. Something about that sentence doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> but the world's fastest Indian is a 2005 New Zealand biographical sports drama film based on the experiences of the famous Invercargill speed bike racer Burt Munro and his highly modified 1920 Indian Scout motorcycle. The narrative follows the adventures of Munro, a sort of folk hero in his hometown, known for his easygoing and friendly personality, as well as for racing the fastest motorcycle in New Zealand and Australia. Bert's longtime dream is to travel to the United States and test the capabilities of his motorcycle at the Bonneville Salt Flats during Speed Week. And along the way, Bert meets numerous helpful people, each one a character, as he navigates how to achieve his goal. The film stars Sir Anthony Hopkins and was produced, written, and directed by Roger Donaldson. The director, Roger Donaldson, had been working on this film for over 20 years before he started filming it, and had previously directed a short television documentary about Monroe called Burt Monroe Offerings to the God of Speed in 1971. In interviews, Hopkins stated that Monroe was one of the easiest roles that he has ever played in his career, simply because Monroe's view on life was not all that different from his own. The review in the New Zealand Herald said that Hopkins gives a, quote, generous, genial, and utterly approachable performance. He nails the backyard eccentric genius dead center, he has inhaled the nature of a mid-century Kiwi bloody good bloke, and he inhabits the part to perfection, unquote. Many of the props used for filming were actually owned by Monroe, including all the exploded pistons and the piston mold that Hopkins used for a scene in the film. The world's fastest Indian is 127 minutes long and earned $18.3 million at the box office against an estimated $25 million budget. If you enjoy our conversations and would like to contribute or contact us, Consider visiting our website at OurMidnightCake.com and share this transmission with your friends. Join us next week as we will be discussing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, whether we've all seen it or not. Um, all I got to say is this movie was just lovely, you know? It wasn't like my favorite thing, but it was the sweetest, like, you know what I mean? I do. It was, I do. It was yeah. so pleasant. I mean, it's even true. the even the evil motorcycle gang was like, yeah. <laughs> here's your money for your trip, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those and i just i don't my i i want to blame my generation but you guys probably have a better reference i don't know i don't have a better reference than peewee's big adventure it's one of those like road trip meet some friends you know yeah just by the nature of the characters like you know upbeat everybody attitude. likes him everybody yeah. likes him yeah it's just a sweet movie they make a movie movie about him in the end yeah <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Both movies were about a bike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both red bikes. I hadn't thought oh, that's, this comparison through, but it's pretty that's solid. Where I, that's where I went as soon as you said it. <laughs> he just needed to dance. Yeah. To tequila or whatever. Oh my gosh, the dancing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's 
like someone forgot to ask uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins if he could dance, and they're just like, <laughs> action, dance. Okay. <laughs> Hop around. <laughs> but he's so it's happy. actually special effects that there, there's someone underneath him just spinning him slowly as he waves his arms around. And, and he definitely <laughs> has damaged hearing. Which we were reminded of in literally every conversation multiple times. And somehow the old ladies are really attracted to this weird old New Zealand biker. He just kept going, what? I watched this. I watched this with my mother and who is officially in, you know, I, I think I can say an elderly lady herself. <laughs> and after the cemetery scene, when she says, you know, um, where you sleep in the night, my mom's like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, we don't like even she get... wouldn't let Anthony Hopkins stay at your house if he knocked on y'all's door. <laughs> we, we don't even get what uh, Woody response. It was just to just cut to like he had the deal done. He's just yeah. like, obvious, obviously, <laughs> this yeah. is going to happen. <laughs> he looks at the camera. And break what does the, the first lady Whoa. say? Even dirty old men need love. Yeah, oh, love that was a fantastic. <laughs> I loved how he mowed his grass to feed his mom on fire. <laughs> I'm getting rid of the grass like a good neighbor before I leave. <laughs> I can respect that. Yeah. I, I, I liked how his neighbors seemed to both hate him and seem they were really concerned about him and loved him in the same like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the bit at the end where he uh I forget what he says, but the neighbor responds with that's gonna mean some more uh, more early mornings, huh? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I enjoy about this film is that you learn more about him as the movie progresses. Mm-hmm. There isn't a whole lot of exposition dumps that go on it's just in conversations that he has with people with uh with the boy next door about his brother with various people that he meets along his journey when he's trying to get the loan from the bank Mm -hmm. and and he explains why this is so important to him those are wonderful moments for character development that happen very organically that's something that i don't think that a lot of modern movies have we have to we have to stop the action completely what's going on so you get beat over the head explain you Mm -hmm. (laughs) this thing and a lot of times they re-explain it halfway through the movie or there's something that completely contradicts what was going on (laughs) that they don't explain was this a new zealand uh, production it felt like it yeah it was filmed in invercargill oh wow so i know i didn't bonneville and Outside of Anthony Hopkins, I don't think I recognized anyone, but uh, maybe the car salesman. Yeah, I mm-hmm. recognized a bunch of people, but they're normally like side characters and things. I was poking around. And so his 1967 record, which I guess was not the first one he set, like still stands. That's awesome. And he would, and he would have been like 68. Oh, gross. <laughs> like, holy crud. I just hope I'm still breathing at 68. <laughs> Like good gravy. He's flying over 200 miles an hour. Unreal. Well, see, the people just gravitate towards him. When, yeah. When he first lands in America and he goes to like that crazy hotel and all that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. I like too, like how the uh, the lady he befriended reveals, the desk clerk. Yes. Yeah. He, the lady reveals herself at the diner. He didn't really flinch at all. He just like, okay. <laughs> You're still a lady to me. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Almost two octave drop. (laughs) And he's just like, you're still lovely. Will you drive me to the dock or whatever? Yeah. (laughs) It's 
great. Well, and she and she volunteers all the whole way through to help him out. To help him, yeah. That scene reminded me of um, Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live, where they were dressed as girls. <laughs> the same thing. And he, Lit uh, off, man, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, he's eating the fries, and then he completely like breaks character. But aren't you on a diet? And he goes, "Lay off, man, I'm starving." <laughs> Because it was the same gag where, like, the voice changed. You're meeting these people, getting in these situations where you expect a completely different, you know, uh, the standard, like, when he goes to pick up his, you're like, something's going to be wrong. And it is yeah. wrong. But then the guys help him out, and, he, you know, everything's okay. It was just nice to have everything Wasn't go well it? for once. Yeah. <laughs> right, right down to the ending, you kind of expect, you know, the way the movie's going, you almost... You still, despite all this, you expect like something's probably going to happen, right? But no, no, not in this movie. <laughs> you know, you're you're so right that I thought that the bike would be smashed or something, and then when he's driving down the road, it was crashed and it, it disconnects, smooshed under ten tons of manure or something, yeah. fertilizer, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, but it, it was fine. Blankets. It was okay. Yeah, blankets yeah, it flies off the back There's of the car. Blankets. <laughs> And it's fine. And the kindly Native American man picks him up. Dog and balls. He puts like yeah. dog balls. Dog balls. Or powdered dog balls. <laughs> for <laughs> prostate. He's just roll. I mean, he's just rolling along. You know, my, my mom was so concerned. She's like, "What about the dogs?" Cart. And I say, "You know, they they remove dog balls all the time." <laughs> <laughs> this is a common. Like, this is not like poachers. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but it's like. People, people in drag, Native Americans, young, old, Bert loves, Bert loves them all. I only visit the cemetery and it feels like, why are we doing this? And then he gets to throw out his philosophy on, on the blade of grass, you know, and it was, it was a nice, another nice moment and just a series of nice moments. (laughs) So wonderful performance from Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh, he's awesome. Absolutely. And the supporting cast too is fantastic. But mm-hmm. everybody is a character. They all they'll have a personality and they'll have their moments to shine when they're with Anthony Hopkins, which I again I, I find charming. <laughs> yeah. It just is. I mean, that's the thing. It's just a charming, pleasant movie. I wanted to be mad almost about how the characters just kind of kept popping. You know, there are these characters and suddenly they're like a family and I'm like, we're not really being introduced to these characters properly, but it's just, it just lines up with the rest of the movie. It's it's this mm-hmm. guy's way. He just, he's got a family everywhere he goes. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of uh, Forrest Gump too, with how he just kind of yeah. gravitated to people uh, and just... Mm-hmm always kind of found a friend somewhere even if they were reluctant at first i think one of my favorite bits was um him relating to the young soldier yeah i was, I was about to bring that up there's moments of levity as they're going driving through you know reading the burma shave ads and the soldiers telling bird about vietnam and what's going on there and you know oh yeah they say we'll be there about six months and then this mm. war will be done with and bird brings up world war one <laughs> And that's what we were told too. It'd be six months. <laughs> that's one of those conversations where you know you learn more about Bert as a person mm. and some of those philosophies that he brings up make a little bit more sense as you get to know him better. And then he finally gets there. He finally gets to Bonneville. And it's like he's been on this pilgrimage to a holy city. Mm-hmm. You understand how he feels about this moment based on everything that up until then, uh, the conversation they had with the loan officer, his offerings to the god of speed in the shed oh, where yeah. he lives 
all his broken pistons and things that <laughs> that he's made himself. It has an an extra punch to it, I think. He finally gets there and he's so happy that he's made it. And then the officials tell him that he can't ride his bike there because he didn't register. His registration should have been done a month ago. That <laughs> that was gutting to me when I first it's saw the actu- movie. It's actually truly upsetting. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it really upset me. Leave it to the suits, man. Leave it to the suits to bring them down. I liked all the stuff with the uh, tentacle stuff. Like, I wonder how much of that he actually did not pass in reality you know from where he was failing all these different tests that they had to meet requirements i wonder how much of that he like oh in reality did fail you know yeah where they're asking about you know you don't have an extinguisher you don't have a parachute this is a cork yeah there's a a cork (laughs) (laughs) using is he's welded the it's like what is this a a gate (laughs) you know hinge the tread off his tire yes with, with a carving knife, knife. <laughs> a neighbor's carving knife yeah and then, and then when they they mention the cracks of the tires so he goes back to his hotel room and uses shoe polish to cover, yeah, cover it <laughs> and the guy he's befriended is just like i did not see that yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, but incredibly resourceful when he's going through this inspection uh, he's explaining the reasons why all these things, yeah. you know, why, uh, you know, why he has the tires this way, why all these things. And, you know, and he's been doing this for, what did he say? 40 something years, 40 something years. Yeah. Yeah. 42 years or so. <laughs> and he, he knows what he's doing. He's, yeah. he's basically built this machine himself. And then they try and sneak him onto the <laughs> racetrack. <laughs> Where he gets stopped by the officials. And I think that's when they decide, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll let you take a test run. We'll follow behind you. Just make sure that you can handle this thing and that you know what you're doing. And he leaves them in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going over 100 miles an hour. And, and then he just <laughs> it takes off. I, yeah, I'm not that impressed by speed in films, but when that wobbling started, I was frightened. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that perspective they've used on that, the the point of view on that was was really good because it's you already know he's so low to the ground in the bike that he's designed. He's just kind of a, inside this weird, fast jelly bean. And the point of view they kept shooting with the camera, it's like you got that feeling when you're just on a regular bike of that wobbling and you know he's going what 200 miles an hour at that point like, <laughs> does not have any of the those trousers i don't care how well himself. they're made is not, the not gonna okay 68 at this point he, he's very careful not to mention <laughs> they ask him yeah. how old he is he keeps changing the subject <laughs> uh i love when he gets the idea to melt down the batteries <laughs> <laughs> to create the uh what he says a lead brick i think a lead brick. Lead brick. that might help stabilize it and then when it doesn't work out he's like who's bloody i do <laughs> <laughs> you have to like that he also before the the run he like takes one of the angina pills and drops the other one in the mm. <laughs> one for me and one for her <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently he really did he really had angina and still did this stuff that that conversation that he's having with his newfound friends in the truck as they're driving back when after he realizes that the lead brick in the front won't work yeah. like oh and there's another problem <laughs> it's like oh what's that well this thing and this thing and, and you know there's too much heat coming off the exhaust and you figure out how it won't fry my leg, leg. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh is that all well there's one more thing what 
uh, my ticker. You have a bad heart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Did his goggles just like snap off? Was that what they, happened they, there? Yes, oh, they did. Oh, gosh. Uh, is he, he sits almost, you know, about as upright as he can. And mm. so he can try and stabilize. And the force just rips the goggles off his face. Oh and he goodness. has his eyes closed while he's <laughs> barreling along. <laughs> I don't know how bad that feels in a swimming pool. I can't imagine going that fast when that happened. <laughs> oh, as the kid asks, is that a rocket ship? And he goes, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those great moments. Like, he just stops by in this town to get gas. There's a little kid playing, asking him a question and answers it. And then, you know, that's it. That's the scene. That's it. That's, that, that, that's where they cut. Off to the next thing. Wouldn't put up with that in most movies, but... You know, it's just, that's just the real story of this guy. Yeah. At least as, yeah. as far as what they present in the film. Now, as I understand it, his actual recorded record in real life was actually only 183. The 200 that he was apparently recorded going was not part of an official run, an official mm-hmm. like uh, record run. Um, but I guess that 183 still hasn't been beaten. At least not in the what are they called yeah. the under one thousand cc mm-hmm. category. Yeah, it's like one eighty three, but in a qualifying round he did one ninety. <laughs> to me, it feels like for that to have not been broken, it has a little bit to do with his experience and know how. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit to do with his like insanity or lack of fear. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. And a little bit to do with nobody else being quite that crazy. <laughs> It seems like he was an interesting character. Crazy son of a gun to do. This. I thought this method of like riding a bike, like uh, like he's almost laying down on it, was just from like Batman, <laughs> right? <laughs> now I'm like, was that the inspiration for the bat <laughs> One thing different from movies like it, such as the Pee Wee's Big Adventure, is you don't necessarily, with the exception of in Invercargill, mm-hmm. you don't really have like the moment where we check back in with everybody, you know. Like oh, we, we see true. those people and then those sections are done. Promise to check in with Tina, let her and know you imagine how he's doing. He did. Mm-hmm. Imagine that he did, but we don't see it in the movie. It's not uh, integral to what's going on mm. at the time. And then when he's finished after or he's calling back to Imel Cargill, letting him know that he did it, then he's back in New Zealand. Was was it a reveal? I don't know. For some reason, for me, it seemed like a reveal at the end that he basically lived in a, a shed, a, like a tool shed. That was established in the beginning. Was it? Okay. I, I must have just, I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought he had like a house going on or something. Like even though they maybe never showed him it, it, it seemed like they got home and I was like, oh, that's just a oh, shed. He sleeps in his garage. Uh, like the water, water for the kettle is, is the same water he uses. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't affect his brain at all. <laughs> that maybe should have tipped me off. Like, yeah, that's yeah. why he has the guts to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, Indian motorcycle company named a motorcycle after him. It was a custom built streamliner called the Spirit of Monroe. Yes, that's oh, the one they were talking cool. about his nephew riding. So apparently, the the bit with him in customs was based on a true story about him the popular mechanics magazine 
but it, it was actually him snuck onto Edwards Air Force Base to try and take photographs of the hypersonic North American X-15 rocket plane. <laughs> and uh, sure. because of his charm, he was lucky enough not to get shot, but he uh, ended up <laughs> meeting the head honcho on base who knew of Monroe from the old popular mechanics article. And then he ended up getting a private tour of the base, including a close-up with the X-15. Nice. It's an interesting film. It is. It's one that I enjoy for the story and for the character and, and his journey. It's also interesting how it's put together. It's done in a way that you don't typically see going from thing to thing and from character to character. There is a sufficient amount of character development. We know as much as we need to about the people that he meets. Mm, each person, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's done and, without much explanation. So it's done mm-hmm. just through his interactions, which is refreshing because <laughs> you don't see that so much in, in movies. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of show movie. don't tell. Uh, we, we know that Tina is a nice person yeah. because we see her being a nice person. And I like, he's so comfortable with these people that he doesn't mind like with Tina joking about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and he, the Indian, you know, he's like, You're an Indian. Oh, this is some might say the fastest. <laughs> yeah. joke about the Indian bike. Yeah. It's definitely a film that I would recommend to anybody. No dogs were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> some may have been neuter. <laughs> I don't know what goes on down under. Down under. I like how he's almost offended when someone asks if he's British. Oh, he is offended. He's really offended. Every yeah. time anyone asks, he's super offended. <laughs> Versus under his breath a little bit. <laughs> fun movie, fun character, interesting person. Didn't care for his no smoking politics. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. <laughs> I'm like, don't get preachy to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old I don't know man. how you do it in New Zealand. <laughs> this is America, Jack. We smoke <laughs> if we want. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our midnight cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Thank you, and good night. his motorcycle is you can still view it it's at um some like hardware store or something like where he used to live when he was dying he sold it to a friend of his who owned some kind of chain of independent hardware stores or something new zealand is so far away That's cool. I know when they were, there was a big campaign about like, you can visit Middle Earth right here. And I was like, that's still too far. <laughs> <laughs> I will visit it from my movie, movie screen in my living room. That still may as well be imaginary for me. <laughs> <laughs>